to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just some high flying ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays it's philadelphia marissa bow and zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till zach runs off with his valet keys he's a real nuanced goose pull up a branch get loose it's time for some juice on some birds with friends the early bird gets the worm but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends marissa bow and zach are here to squawk don't miss the mistress talk on some this is what it's all about we do daily podcasts for like two and a half weeks during training camp we got all kinds of time for guests and nonsense i will open up a two-hour block hello everybody and welcome to the conclusion of miners week the daily podcast bo wolf zach berman marissa dunn here we got a lot to get to but we're jumping off hot right from the start Welcome to the show, Colleen Wolf from the NFL Network. Colleen, how are you? Guys, what a pleasure. First of all, that intro song is incredible. Great job. And Zach, this professional background of yours, like, uh, it's amazing. Wonderful job, A-plus all around. I've got, I've come a long way since being on Fox with you. Yeah, being on Fox 29 <laughs> with you. So, uh, yeah. And now we like Actually, you've gone a much longer way, I would say, but yes. <laughs> We like your background as well, Colleen, for, for the audio <laughs> listeners. You're just in the car outside oh, of your, your yeah, mom's thank house. You. Yeah, I'm in the driveway right now at my parents' house. It's extremely loud inside my parents' house all the time at any hour of the day. So the only place that I can get like a little bit of quiet is in the car. So um, for you guys, live from the driveway. Beautiful. Now, uh, you are in town, obviously. Uh, for work, but it's probably a little bit of pleasure too. Tell us what uh, what the setup's going to be like on Sunday, uh, where we can watch, and like I guess your expectations for what the crowd's going to be like, and like memories of of 2017. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, I mean, this is it's so much different the feeling in general. Um, I think compared to 2017, because 2017 just felt like after Carson Wentz got hurt, Nick Foles was the quarterback, like, okay, how are the Eagles going to pull this off? And it just kept happening. And so it was more of like the, I hate to say it, like a cliche underdog situation, but it was. And it was like, oh my, I couldn't believe that the Eagles got that far. And it was such a wild, fun ride that year. But this year is a little different because how successful they've been from the very jump. So this was expected, I think, by Eagles fans the entire way. Now, in terms of the environment, I'm just happy that this game is the early game because I don't know if Eagles fans, like I feel like the city might fold in on itself if this was the late game, just in terms of tailgating. Um, so this has been it's been really cool just to come home. Even after I got off of the plane, when I landed, the flight attendant was like, go birds. And it just felt right. Like everything felt like it was meant to be and the stars were aligning. So we'll be on Sunday outside of Xfinity Live in the parking lot for game day morning on NFL Network. We'll have Mike Garofolo with us and we'll have Kurt Warner as well. So it should be an awesome atmosphere and i'm sure at least one person will sign a baby and shotgun a gun uh shotgun yeah. a beer like hopefully not a gun geez but <laughs> shotgunning a beer or a wedding i feel yeah. like is exactly or shotgun wedding we don't want any of that um but we've had a couple times guys shotgunning beers behind us and it really makes for a nice atmosphere even though the network hates it that's that's a perfect transition to what I, I wanted to ask you you Zach's had... about the shotgun a beer <laughs> that that would be a heck of a transition <laughs> 
you you have a, a a unique perspective on this because you're not you know just just sitting in a studio you're you're often remote you 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 get to see these fan bases you get to see these stadiums what's distinctive about a Philadelphia crowd relative to other crowds it's it's so funny because well one it's just like coming home so every time i'm here in philly i feel like i'm hanging out with my aunts and uncles and cousins at like a christmas or thanksgiving it's just as rowdy but there's just like something that is so special about a philadelphia crowd and if you're not from philadelphia you don't really think it's special and maybe it not it might not be endearing um but for me it's just the sense of community is so incredible and the sense of humor that the fans have, it's so good compared to other cities. And like, I was just up in Buffalo and that was a great crowd. And to be honest, the Buffalo tailgate reminds me of the Eagles tailgate. I think the two fan bases are pretty similar and it's like, I wouldn't want to be any other place. I wouldn't have wanted to grow up in any other city because when I go from stadium to stadium, a lot of times, I mean, even in L.A., there's really no tailgating whatsoever. So you really only have a handful of cities that really know how to do it right. Like Kansas City does it right. Green Bay, absolutely. I mean, even Seahawks games are phenomenal. But Eagles games are just different. And, like, just the parking lot scene is one of my favorites. And I know I'm just bracing myself for amazing content tomorrow to see. (laughs) And how will that play? How does that play out with the like the rest of the crew? Like you know, Mike Mike is not going to be surprised by it, obviously. But you know, right. Kurt Warner and the behind the scenes people what, are they like? Uh, yeah. What's going on? <laughs> What's that? Zach? I, think, uh, I said they were all Mike's neighbors growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Mike Mike knows it well, but I don't know how. I think Kurt Warner might be a little surprised when I put on a soft pretzel <laughs> sash to make my game pick and. I don't know what else he hasn't seen yet, but he will see it um, with the Eagles fans. Like they will check every box that has been left unchecked for Kurt Warner's tailgates will be checked on Sunday. Go ahead, Zach. I'm, I'm, I'm curious too, from your perspective, uh, you, you have a good sense of, of what's going on around the league. What's, What's what's the overall vibe about the Eagles, about the way teams see the Eagles, about the way analysts see the Eagles? Well, I think all season long, everyone has seen how dominant the Eagles have been. And then even when Jalen Hurts was hurt, it kind of leveled off a little bit. And in the beginning, there were questions about the quality of play, but the way that the Eagles were able to win so many different ways, I think kind of helped dispel some of the some of the issues that some of the analysts had in mind when they were looking at this team and the way that they're so balanced, they are good on both sides of the ball. And I think the thing that everyone at the network really talks about is the way that this Eagles offensive line is built. I know you are familiar with Brian Baldinger, like Baldy just gushes all the time about Jason Kelsey watching him last week, literally put 71's, head in his armpit and then just like take him for a ride this team is really built to succeed and then all the moves that Howie Roseman made even in the middle of the season to bring in guys like Indomitian Sue and Limbaugh Joseph just to make sure that they had everything prepared and so as Jalen Hurts you know progressed through his injury I think that was the biggest 
question mark. And that was the time that everyone sort of started to question how this Eagles team would do because it seems like the Niners were just consistently hot, even missing Jimmy Garoppolo, even with Trey Lance when he went down. I mean, the way that Kyle Shanahan has been able to scheme up things for Brock Purdy. And um, it's just been it's been really cool to to watch this whole season and to have the Eagles be such a main character for the entire year and be so good and so dominant has been great for me because I've been able to flex on everyone as well. Well, that's important. What's it like when you go home, um, you know, with the, with, with the aunts and uncles, are they as into this team as like the 2017 team? Does Jalen Hurts has this personality where it's like, he doesn't show it himself. Have they like fully embraced him? Well, so I was just talking to my parents um, and my mom won't allow anyone to watch the game at the house. So she kicks everyone out um, because she said she has Respect. an entire list of things that she can't do um, when the Eagles play, starting with watching them. She won't watch them. She will just <laughs> clean the bathroom and then like keep checking in on the score. And then because she thinks that like, if she watches them, they will lose, which I'm like, this is a terrible tortured way to live mom. Like you're an <laughs> Eagles fan and somehow you have painted yourself in this corner where you can't even watch the team that you love, but it works and it's been working so far. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess don't watch them. So there are many rules and regulations among my family, but if you don't follow them, then you're kind of out. Now, one of the, Oh, I'm, oh I'm sorry. But... No, no, I was, yeah. that's tough, but fair. I think that's reasonable. Go ahead, Zach. Right. <laughs> Uh, on 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 the topic of fanaticism, uh, one of the the cool things about this pod is we have so many um, transplanted fans, right? Fans who are from this area who who now live elsewhere in the country, live abroad. Even uh, you've you've since moved to California. What's it like following the Eagles from afar, out, outside of your professional obligations? Just like the 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 Philadelphia person in you, what's it like following the team from afar? Well, it's been really cool because I feel like the farther I get from the team, the more I want to be closer to it. And so when I can watch the game, it's almost like I get to feel, I feel like I'm going home. Like it feels like a trip home when I watch the Eagles. And especially if it's a primetime game in Philadelphia and you get all like the Philadelphia shots. John, my husband, uh, Gonzalez, for your listeners who don't know, I mean, we will sit and watch that and just like drink it in. And all it's funny because we've collected so many friends in LA that are from Philadelphia. So we all watch the games together. I actually, for the first time in living in LA, and I've been out there for since 2014. And so I went to an Eagles bar in Santa Monica to watch a game. And I was so floored by how many Eagles fans were there. And of course, it just felt like I was back in the city or wherever, like Maple Glen Tavern watching the game. So it's just been, it's been cool to, to see how the fans travel. And then obviously it makes me homesick when I watch them and I want to come home even more. Well, since you brought up John, I do have to ask you a non-Eagles question. What is like Love the it? amount okay. of time uh, during your day that John is messaging Zach back and forth about their fantasy basketball league? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're in that league? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, John's so far up. Uh, he he's so far up in the standings 
that it's it's like no one else is in the league. He's he's in first place by a significant margin. But I'm surprised to hear that he watches Eagles games. He's not just ripping people off on trades. So, <laughs> okay, this is incredible. This I don't know if you know this, um, but John's very competitive, and so oh I know means a lot to him. And <laughs> to the point where I'm sure he's going to be angry that I'm telling you this, but he will set an alarm to put in waiver claims and make sure that his like moves are all like going right and i'm like why is this going off at like whatever time i don't even know (laughs) but it's west coast time so it seems like it's in the middle of the night and he's very dedicated so zach i don't like i feel like i should apologize that you are subjected to this but here we are well i'm 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 competitive too, but but what John does is I think he waits for like the combine every year when I'm at my busiest to offer <laughs> me like for like to offer me trades, and he's he'll like send a, a long email explaining why the trade's good for me, and I'm sitting there in between press conferences, and I'm like, all right, you got it, John. You know? <laughs> That's good GMing. This is the least surprising thing I've heard. Um, fantastic. <laughs> he would be a great GM, to be honest. I agree. Agree. Well, Colleen, we know that you know ball because uh, you may not remember this, but back in I believe it was it was the summer of 2020, you were one of the judges for the uh, the Lurie era draft, and you correctly um, said that I had the best roster. So we we appreciate that. Hey, <laughs> no problem. Uh, anytime you need my assistance, I'm here to help. Yeah, we will stick together. You both oh, spelled the name incorrectly, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach, you got anything else? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I I really appreciate Colleen coming on. This is awesome to have someone like uh, does, what did Colleen, Colleen? What do you remember about about young Zach bringing him on Fox, give, giving him his first taste of TV? Oh you kidding me? Zach was amazing. Zach, I always wanted to bring Zach on, but I was like, I'm not paying any money, and I'm asking <laughs> people to come in, like, and sometimes on their day off, and like, you know, get dressed up or whatever, and you know, that's a pain, but. I would, I would rotate guys, but I always loved having Zach on because he's so awesome. He brought so much information. I always walked away learning something, which I felt like was super important. So thank you for always educating me. Um, I'm a big fan of all of you guys. So keep doing your thing and shining. Appreciate that. Well, same to you, Colleen. Um, and thank you for, for taking time. We will, uh, we'll be back with a little bit more after this break uh, and watch Colleen Sunday morning uh, on NFL game day morning. And, you know, if you see her, uh, her aunts and uncles around town, give them a go birds. <laughs> thanks guys. All right. Back on birds with friends, Bozak and Marissa. Thanks again to Colleen Wolf for stopping by and let's get into it. You know, we've, we've uh, pussyfooted around it for the first four days. We've just been talking about the generalities of this game. Let's, let's dive into the football stuff, Zach. We haven't talked. We haven't talked football yet. <laughs> I think we full dove. I think we've like high dived. <laughs> I think the only thing we haven't discussed is special teams, and Bo wrote about it today. Yeah, there you go. special teams. Read about that on the Athletic. Uh, some things that I uh, that I found out this week about their turnaround. Uh, we'll see how they do on Sunday. Don't miss uh, Zach's story on uh, noted comedy fan AJ Brown. You guys were just exchanging bits back and forth. It seems like. I, I wish no, um, AJ. So he shares on, on Instagram, uh, a, a local content creator, uh, who, who I'm Malik Joe, who, uh, 
who does these videos um, about AJ Brown being open among Is other it Malik things. Joe or Joe Malik? It's Malik Joe. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I asked AJ about this a few weeks ago and, and he had a good, like he, he's able to laugh at himself. He really likes the videos. He shares it. They actually met in person um, at, at the week 18 game. So uh, I kind of used that to try to get, to get you into AJ's personality about always thinking he's open. And which by the way, I said this on the pod the other day, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's the way the great wide receivers are wired. So uh, check that out on the athletic today. Mm-hmm. And then also quick thing, check out Zach Jackson. He has a yes. piece on, on Mount union, on the Mount union pipeline. Nick Sirianni mentions Mount union all the time, had two Mount union references yesterday. I'll count the amount he had today, but uh, uh, Zach Jackson did a good job showing you that. And of course, it's relevant also because of the Iowa State connection this week. And Matt Campbell, who's Brock Purdy's coach, was the roommate and teammate of Sirianni's at Mountain Union. Yes, Peter Schrager told us all about it. Uh, Peter, uh, uh, he, he gave I, it a shout out. Shout yeah, out to Peter, it. yeah. Which is awesome because, like, I had always wanted to be on the BS Report growing up, all right? So, or the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what, Zach? We got an so, email from to the Birds with Friends podcast at gmail.com. Um, I, I was going to say this for after the season to tell you, but we got an email from uh, your former teacher. And unfortunately, you're, you've been put in detention for printing out those BS Michael oh. Simmons <laughs> columns and reading them. I thought he was being serious. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, which teacher? I, I would like to know because I, re- I remember all my teachers. So they were very offended. <laughs> they, they thought that you were, a, a, you know, a real listener. And it turns out that you were just reading about rounders. <laughs> I do remember those columns, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at my at the senior page, of my yearbook, there's probably like Bill Simmons references in there multiple times, mm-hmm. and lots of uh, phone numbers that you're <laughs> dropping, probably. Uh, drop them all right, Zach. What do we think? It, well, you know what? Before we before we talk mm-hmm. about it, let's send it to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman, who was there when Nick Sirianni spoke to the media today. The Eagles had their final practice of the week at the Novacare Complex today. Nick Sirianni spoke before practice. Jalen Hurts spoke after practice. Not much as far as news updates to go. Uh, the the Eagles are, I, I would say, it's it's a normal week. They could be completely healthy. Nick Sirianni spoke a lot about his messaging to the team. And last week they focused on uh, what what they were good at. That, that was a big message. Sirianni didn't want to give the complete message away this week, but one thing that came up was that they're playing against a tough football team and it's going to require toughness to win this game, that the Eagles believe they are a tough football team. Toughness is something that is a point of emphasis this week. One quick housekeeping item here, and uh, this was asked by the Athletics Bo Wolf, uh, was the was the new overtime rules? This is something to monitor because we haven't quite seen it yet, right? But um, it could come up in that both teams have possession in overtime that was changed this past offseason, and that's relevant because if you win the coin toss, the strategy would be it could be different than during the regular season. And this is something that the Eagles have studied, that they've discussed, and they have a plan in place should it come to that. Back to you in the studio, Bo. Thank you, Zach. Uh, I'm sure that that is a, a topic that our next guest, uh, Den is, will want to talk about at some point and has some thoughts on. But Zach, what would you do? Would you take the ball or would you or would you kick it away? 
in overtime. I would kick it away. I think knowing so too. that I'm getting possession, I would want to know what I need to do in that case, right? And uh, you would get the benefit of of four downs to get it. Yes, and you could potentially have the benefit of field position as well, right? Um, so well, yeah, I mean that's that's the least important consideration. But. No, I I mean if you kick the ball out of the end zone, they get it at the at the well, yeah, the seventy five. Uh, I'm sorry, they get it at the twenty five. So. Uh, yeah, if you can force them, if you can force them to punt, you force them to a long field goal, right? It it changes. It well, if you force the them to a long field goal, what does that have to do with field possession? Then you're no, but I'm saying they could miss the field goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. a long field goal that they miss, you could get favorable field position. Yeah, is, I think is, you. Is I think. Point. I, I I think you take. I think you take it second because then they don't have four downs on their first possession. Yeah. Theoretically, you do. You know what you need. And then yeah. if you if if it's touchdown touchdown you probably go for two to win it. You brought up the first two points, so I was just bringing up a a third point there. I wasn't saying okay. field position is the priority, but yes, I I would I I mean it's not apples to apples to college overtime, right? But in college overtime, you often take the ball second, so you know what you need, and mm. that's that's kind of the the way I would approach it in this situation. Okay, uh, yeah, we will have Swooper coming up, so. I know that you guys are doing it in the chat in the live show, but uh, drop some more swoopers in if you want to. Before we get to that, Zach, we got one more item of business here uh, by means of previewing the game. It's time for an owl, you know, draft, wherein we predict we we say who we'll be talking about on offense and defense if the Eagles win, if the Eagles lose. Uh, just so you know, now that we have been over the rules, the quarterback. And the defensive coordinator are excluded from the game. All right, I, I need to change my. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Big fan of comedy. I will let you go first, <laughs> as you went first last week, Zach. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, speaking of fans of comedy, um, if the Eagles win, we'll be talking about AJ Brown, and I say AJ Brown. Uh, he he had um, what by most standards uh, a down game. Last week, now the Eagles really didn't need a big passing game. They were up 28-0 at halftime. They only had seven pass attempts in the second half of the game. Uh, this is a game where I would imagine they're going to need to pass the ball more. They're going to need to pass the ball outside the numbers. A.J. Brown last December had a huge game against San Francisco, 11 catches. That's a career high for him. Uh, he had 150-plus yards. Um, and I know there's different personnel, you know, Shaverius Ward, for instance, but it's the same scheme, and A.J. Brown's the type of receiver who you would think can have a big game against anybody. This is He's the highest-paid player on the team. This is why you go out and get a player like him. I, I think big plays are going to be important in this game. We'll, we'll get to that. A.J. Brown has been a, a big play receiver this, this year. What is he average? I think 17 yards a catch this year. He, I mean, we can think of some of his long bombs that he's caught. Um, so, so this is very much a game where if the Eagles win, I can see it being a, a big AJ Brown performance. Yeah. I mean, we've talked all week. If you're, if you're tuning in now, um, about how this Niners defense for everything they're very good at, they have been susceptible to long passes down the field. Um, and where they are weak personnel wise is on the outside. Um, and if they're not traveling Traverius Ward, as you said, Zach, then you get AJ Brown on Diamador Lenoir. You're feeling pretty good. So I think that's a good answer. Um, I will go for someone who we'll be talking about if the Eagles win the game on defense. And 
Um, I mentioned in the roundtable this week that we did with the Niners writers that I thought I thought Marcus Epps was a player to watch here just because mm-hmm. of the focus uh, on the middle of the field for the Niners offense. It's and his birthday I, today, by the way. So shout well, out. Happy to, birthday, Marcus Epps. You can yes. read about him uh, and his gym on The Athletic uh, in the story by Zach Berman. But what I'm doing here is mentioning Marcus Epps so that I can stake claim uh, to him but not draft him um, for vintage this. Vintage moves. And I'm going to stay in the middle of the defense. And I'm going to go with TJ Edwards um, because in the game where everybody is going to be talking about Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, those guys are the best, def- or the best linebackers in the league. There's going to be a lot of action for for TJ Edwards. Um, they're going to be throwing the ball in the middle of the field a ton. The numbers say they do it more than anybody. Everybody talks about it anyway. I was talking to TJ Edwards today. You know, I do the thing uh, at the end of the season. Give me like your your best play of the season um, for everybody. And he said, you know, what? I I don't have one yet because like I've 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 been feeling really good about my the job I've been doing in pass coverage. Um, and I've like I've I've dissuaded a lot of throws. But I, you know, I haven't gotten that play yet. And I was, and I said, well, you know, maybe this week you're going to have a chance. And he's like, yeah, I think, I think they might be onto something. So I think, I think there's a chance we get a TJ Edwards interception, and he's going to be, you know, he's going to be in the mix as the Niners are trying to run the game. He could rack up like 15 tackles. Hmm. I think if they, if the Eagles win this game, thanks to a really good defensive effort, that maybe TJ Edwards has his moment to shine. So call your shot here. If he does have his moment to shine, does that earn him a contract extension or a new contract in Philly? Or does it no. price him out of Philly? It probably prices him out. Prices yeah. him out. Interesting. Okay. What'd you make of TJ Edwards being a podium guy? I, I asked him about it because it just seemed like you had Fletcher Cox and then you had Jason Kelsey and then you had mm. TJ Edwards. And it's it's like, wow, that's that's uh that's big. Yeah, but he's Edwards. sort of like st- stepped into that role before. Defensive spokesperson. No, yeah. I, I I understand it. I, I just thought it was yeah. an interesting uh like the the pattern there, you know. Yeah. From yeah. So okay. Um, if if the Eagles win, we will be talking on defense about Hassan Reddick. Mm. Hassan Reddick going up, you know, the other the the on the other side of the ball is Nick Bosa, the presumed defensive player of the year. Hassan Reddick had 16 sacks this year. Uh, on UConn goal pit. two two. Uh, playing on, yeah, dynamite drop in, yeah. um, on, on fewer pass rush snaps, uh, was not in, he's not a finalist for defensive player of the year. He's going up against Mike McGlinchey, Philadelphia native likes Del Sandros, uh, but is, I don't want to say it's a weakling cause he, I think he's a good player, but he's there um, to be had. Yeah. And, you know, you have a speed rusher going up against him here. Uh, I think that's certainly a matchup to watch. Hassan Reddick has been playing well. Had a sack and a half on the opening possession against the Giants, you know, on the first drive uh, that the Giants had. He was scorching hot late in the year. Defensive player of the year in December had that um, had that sack streak that probably should have, like, week 18, he he did not get a sack. But don't you remember he he hit Davis Webb a few times? Davis uh mm-hmm. And there, there, there could have been sacks. So Reddick's been awesome. If the Eagles win, I think Reddick remains awesome. I think that's a good one. I think the path, the path to victory for the Eagles could certainly include harassing Brock Purdy. And you would imagine that Reddick has the best chance of doing that. I also appreciate the game theory of you uh, drafting something I've already drafted, which leaves me more, more opportunities, more options. 
Thank you. Wait, well, wait. What do you mean? Someone something you already drank? Well, defensive win. Oh, you didn't, you okay. Know, so now Sorry I get to that. choose. It's good. No, I appreciate it. It's nice. Honestly, I, I'm 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 not playing this game against you. I'm playing this game. You know, I'm I'm trying to use this as a way to talk about. Yeah, about, so am I. Uh, players, you're trying to use this to beat me. So well, yeah, por que no los dos. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go with if the Eagles lose this game. On offense, someone who we'll be talking about. I'm a little bit worried about the Miles Sanders ball security. Hmm. Um, in a game where, and you know, any turnover is going to obviously make a huge difference. He uh, was so good all season, and then he had that little blip. It's just. It's something that's that's nagging on my mind a little bit, um, and I think they're going to try to. I think they're going to try to run the ball on this number one ranked Niners defense um, and not shy away from that. And I think he's going to have some opportunities, but it's just, I don't. Know, just a, it's just a one bad feeling that I have. Uh, I think Miles Sanders could very well have a great game and prove that he's a better uh, pure runner runner than Christian McCaffrey, as we've all been saying. But uh, it's just it's just something that's on my mind. Um, okay. If the Eagles lose this game on defense, can I go? I mean, I mean, you used two guys, uh, before. Can I use one of them? Can I use, if the Eagles lose this game, we'll probably, we'll, we'll be talking about Marcus Epps. Okay. Okay. And I'm going with that, uh, because as I've said, I think the middle of the field is a potential vulnerability for the Eagles. That's where the Niners like to, to, you know, that's that's where they can really do damage. They put a lot of stress on you in the middle of the field. I think Marcus Epps is somebody who, uh, you know, we gazzed up to use the term that she used to you know, tease me for, um, or he teased the way I said gazzed. Uh, we gazzed him up during training camp, and I think he's been solid this year. I mean, he, he hasn't been spectacular in terms of, like game-changing plays. You wrote your story on the guy, and now you're casting him aside. You're throwing him in the garbage. You're saying he's just been okay. That's not Gosh. what I am saying. Please let me finish my point here. <laughs> I'm saying, but I think the fan base, the fan base has his cousin been, Grace points out on his birthday, no less. I, I just, I'm not saying anything bad about Marcus. Marcus and I get along well. Um, you used to. <laughs> you're instigating and I'm not going to fall for it this time. Okay. Um, after a week of pods, Zach's like, this is, that's all Zach needed. Was a that's week what of he pods needed. He needs, by the way, I, that's right. I have He's... a Mia Copa at, at the end of this. Mm -hmm. um, Moa. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that um, if the Eagles lose this game and if there's a lot of stress in the middle of the field, um, one of the topics of conversation this off season is probably going to be uh, what are they going to do at safety, right? Your your lasting your last memory is often a lasting memory. Both of those safeties are free agents, um, and yeah, I I think if Epps doesn't have a standout performance, I think there will be a sentiment from the fan base. So this the game in essence is is like who's who our talk radio is who are talk radio callers going to call in about on. Monday morning, isn't that like the the spirit of the game? What's the fan base going to be talking about? I think if they lose this game and the 49ers put stress in the middle of the field, 
the fan base is going to say, we need better safeties this offseason. You know, we need to spend money on, on this. So that's why I'm saying Marcus Epps will be a topic of conversation because you've said on this podcast um, that you think Marcus Epps will be more at, they'll be more apt to sign Marcus Epps than Shanti Gardner-Johnson. I think if they lose this game and, and, and that happens, that will not go over well with these fans. My the only reason I disagree with that is because I think that Marcus Epps is less likely to make like a splashy mistake in this game than whoever it is okay. who's playing alongside him at safety, whether that's CJ Gardner Johnson or Reed Blankenship or Avante Maddox. Um, mm-hmm. I think if if there, if there's like a um, a memorable missed tackle or a memorable you know missed play in pass coverage, I just Marcus Epps is so solid. He's unspectacular. He yeah. He's, he's in the right place. Um, I agree. And, I, and I think the other person, whoever it is, is more likely to be in the wrong yeah. place. But I mean, the thing about the, the 49ers is it's not just being in the right place. You, you got to bring down mm-hmm. Debo. You got to bring down Kittle. You got to bring down Jennings. You got to bring down Ayuk, right? Like it's, it's, it's not just being in front of them. They can make you, you know, they can run through you. Uh, you know, they can get an angle on you. It's, there's so much that goes into it. Um, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, I'll stick with uh, someone who we might be talking about if the Eagles lose on defense, um, and I'll, I'll go away from the spine. And I will say Darius Slay, uh, because we're sort of just counting on the Eagles to win that matchup on the outside. Darius Slay and James Bradbury against Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And I, I think we're probably doing that unfairly. I mean, those guys are very good, and... Darius Slay has his play has dipped a little bit um, since the first like two thirds of the season. I think it's fair to say. Um, I think there's a reason to expect that you know that was a 31 year old you know like the rest of the team sort of taking a break at the end of the season and, and he he would be fine at the end of the year. But there's a path where that's not the case. And there's also like if someone's going to miss a tackle in the secondary uh, and that leads to a big play. You know, as Debo Samuel runs for a 65-yard touchdown or something like that, um, if it's not a safety, I think that that Darius Slay is a, is a possibility for that. And he is the uh, one who is returning. And you know, Bradbury is a free agent to be, and so then you get the conversation of like, you know, why yeah. why bring him back instead of instead of Bradbury? So I I have a, a, a creative one here that I don't know if this will qualify. We'll be the judge not. of that. All right. Uh, as you often are, right? Um, That's right. Uh, I don't know if this will qualify. So, I, I mean, honestly, correct me if, if this won't qualify. But I, I think, and this plays off of yours, if the Eagles lose this game, I think we'll be talking about Kenny Gainwell on Monday. And not necessarily mm. Kenny And not Kenny Gainwell because of the way he played one way or the other. We'll be talking about Kenny Gainwell because the topic of conversation will be, can the Eagles have Kenny Gainwell as their starting running back? Like, is he good enough to be that guy um or do they need to upgrade at this position this offseason should they pay miles sanders i think running back is going to be a big topic of conversation among this fan base whenever the offseason begins and i think gainwell is going to be pretty high he he's going to be a polarizing figure is my guess because i think there will be people who who say oh well you saw what gainwell did in that playoff game and you know maybe he he makes a few plays in the championship game, give him more of an opportunity. Or it could very well be what Corey Clement was in 2017, where it's like it's a real good complimentary back, but you don't want him 
atop the depth chart, right? Um, so that I think Gainwell could be a topic of conversation because, you know, especially let's say the Eagles lose and Christian McCaffrey has a big game and Miles Sanders doesn't have a big game. Um, this, this, the city loves running backs and that could be something that they discuss. Who's the, who's the running back next year? Does that qualify? It qualifies. I think it's a fair okay. point. I do like, it, it's a funny, it's, it's a not funny scenario. Of the game. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I think it's a fine answer. Okay. It's just a funny scenario where the Eagles lose the NFC championship game at home and everybody's calling into WIP on Monday morning and saying, what are we going to do with Kenny Gainwell? But I like it. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. Also like, Kenny Gainwell is not going to be the number one running back next year. Like there's no, I, but, I but like there no very well could be, but, but let's say, no, all right, let's, let's workshop this. Let's say they have Gainwell and like a third round pick. Yeah. And, and it's like a committee backfield. Yeah. That seems it's, reasonable. So, yeah. So then in the, the first snap of the season, it could be Gainwell back there. Gainwell will be the third. He'd be in his third year. He'd be the more experienced guy. Um, you know, they, that third round pick, unless they spend a first, you know, one of their picks in the first two rounds on a running back, then a guy you draft round three, round four is probably not your day one starter. It's probably Gainwell. Who's your day one starter. So every Eagles fan who plays fantasy football is going to want to know which Eagles running back should I draft? And it's going to, and be... those conversations begin Monday morning. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I, 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 so here, let me, I already I'm used AJ. Busting your no, mind. no, no, but I, I'm, I'm saying I already used AJ Brown. Okay. Um, we can't use Jalen hurts. I don't think, I don't think even if Nick Bosa has a big game, I don't think anyone calls in complaining about Lane Johnson. I don't think people call in complaining about Jason Kelsey. I think those guys are almost untouchable in this city. Maybe if Jordan Maialata has a bad game, there's yeah. a conversation there. I was going to go with with Quez Watkins, but it would just seem mm -hmm. like such an odd thing to to like say we need to upgrade our number three wide receiver this offseason, right? I think that the topic of running back is going to be a big one. And oftentimes, by the way, the day after a loss, the conversation immediately shifts from blaming or like um, complaining about the loss to what do they need to do next season. That's um, fair. Yeah, so that's. I why think I, I, I would, I would guess that the number one conversation once people spin it forward is going to be, when do you pay Jalen Hurts? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. fair. All right, I'll close it out with uh, someone who we will be talking about. Who we will be talking about if the Eagles win on offense? You said it already uh, just now, but I think it's going to be the tackles. I think if Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata can combine to shut down Nick Bosa, or you know, really quiet him for making a big impact on the game. Uh, that will be a decisive victory for the Eagles in the trenches. Their offensive line wins against the Niners' defensive line. They give Jalen Hurts time. They are able to run the ball on this number one ranked run defense. And uh, once again, Howie Roseman has gotten the Eagles to the Super Bowl by building through the trenches. What was your Moa culpa? Um, so the other day on the pod, I was I was trying to be. I don't, I don't know if I would say funny or like tongue in cheek. I I said that I want to be buried. I want my funeral to be the day after I retire. Okay. It's basically. You're going to walk this back? I was simply trying to suggest. I was simply trying to suggest that like I love my job. 
right? Uh, like I'm passionate about what I do. I'm not, I'm not counting the days until retirement. Like I really enjoy this work. It stimulates me, it invigorates me, so on and so forth. Okay. I, I, I certainly don't want to give the impression that like I'm this miserable human being who has no, uh, yeah, that was I, not, no one took that impression. I I've, I've gotten some, some messages and Emily's heard some things too about it. And I'm like, no, who has gotten to you that the impression was not that you were a miserable human being. I thought okay. it was deeply sad to some degree, <laughs> but I did, okay. we I did press wanted, you on it. You had yeah. a chance to, you, uh, you, it seemed like you were saying exactly what you meant. Yeah. I, all I was saying is that like, I like this, this is not something that like I'm clocking in and out of. I'm really passionate about this. That's all I was trying to suggest. I don't think that yeah. like it really surprised me either that you said that. <laughs> That's exactly. I think right. yeah. everybody knows how much you love your job. And, <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. Okay. I think it wasn't a surprise that it came from you. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. I even, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So Moa Culpa not accepted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Rejected. Okay. Uh, all right, Marissa, do we go to another break or should we just bring in, bring in the man himself? I mean, he's ready. So right. I think we should bring in, bring he's in ready. our Welcome guy. Welcome to the show. Deniz the professor. Back. Hello, hello. You've made the intro song, Deniz. I couldn't believe that. I was so, I, I like had to rewind <laughs> and listen to it again to make sure, uh, make sure I heard right. Um, it's one I of the greatest honors of my class. life. It's, it's like, you know, first page <laughs> of the CV, uh, it was awesome. I was really, really happy. Right. I'm saying that sincerely. Uh, the first well, line of the CV thing might have sounded like a joke, but I'm like, like I was actually like very, very honored. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, how are you? How are you feeling? Oh, what's I'm doing your, good. What's your anxiety you know, level? We've been here. You know, it's the fifth NFC Championship game that I'm getting to go to, um, and uh, you know, got to act like you've been there before. And so, yeah, I'm good. Locked in. Okay. Um, and what's up with Feldman these days? Feldman's doing good. So the strategy this year, um, so just to, just to, you know, to, to take you through my thinking here, uh, Emily, my wife and I started dating in 2001 and, uh, in 2002, I took her to the NFC championship game against Tampa Bay. And, um, and, and she got to see the way I reacted to that. Um, and, and she didn't break up with me. And so that was the, that was the ultimate, like, okay, like, you know, if you can handle me at my lowest moment, uh, <laughs> um, was and, that the lowest moment? If you can handle was me Tampa at my ronde, I mean, if you can yeah. handle was me Tampa while Bay I'm like smashing moment? my, uh, you know, like my radio after the game at the vet, um, you can probably handle <laughs> me at any other, <laughs> any other time up in section 707. Um, 20 years later, I'm taking Emily to her second NFC championship game. And you might say, wow, isn't that like really risky? Uh, or, you know, is, isn't she going to bring bad luck again or something like that? But um, I have another friend, uh, shout out uh, JG, uh, my friend Janet from college. Um, who I, I mean, with, what are the odds? <laughs> Seriously. Who I thought you were anti-JG. Yeah. Oh, JG. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the real <laughs> JG, uh, you know, like long before. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, I took her to the 03 championship game uh, to Carolina and I got to blame her for that loss for 14 years uh, before taking her to the, uh, to the 17 one, which, uh, which she obviously won. More mistress talk. This is good. Um, <laughs> and so this is allowing, uh, this is allowing. It's not Emily. funny, by the way. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, that got in the song too, I saw. Um, but yes, yeah, the, yes. the, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure Zach loves <laughs> every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah. But yeah, no, Emily. Um, I, Emily gets it's a weird one to have to explain. Feldman, yeah. yeah. Uh, Feldman is waiting in. Uh, we'll be waiting in Arizona for the Super Bowl. We have our tickets for that. So, so you know, we we have a. He's already sitting in the plan. stands. Yeah, there's no you know no use in winning this game if you don't win the next one, right? So, uh, yeah, that's right. All right. Well, uh, it is time to turn our attention to the main event. Forget about Sunday's action. This is what it's all about. Marissa, hit that drop. Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Dennis, it just ruined Zach's weekend. Swooper. Swooper. <laughs> no. I, all right. Before okay. we get to Swooper, though, I feel like I, as my producer duties, have to mention that we just saw on Twitter, Pelicero said it looks like D'Amico Ryans is the front man for the Texans job. Wow. So that means JG might be yeah. staying. Because so. he has not interviewed this year for any of those Anywhere other three else. openings. Yeah, there's so the, so there are, are rumors that he could be a late addition to the Bronco. Oh, I'm sorry, to the Cardinals op, um, opening, but that he hasn't interviewed elsewhere. Uh, yeah, so uh, real quick, I, I would say, and I said this last year when that Texans job was open, D'Amico is such like a slam dunk there. He's qualified as a coach. It, the narrative is is present. I mean, he's he's one of the great players in Texans history. Uh, it was it's the type of move that that would go over well in a fan base, that would go over well in a locker room. Um, in my 11 years covering the team, D'Amico Ryan's uh, was the player I've covered who most screams future head coach. So that would be uh, I'm I'm not involved in the interviews, but that would be a good hire if they did it. And that would mean, by the way, that I think both Eagles coordinators would return because. Uh, now that Shane Steichen did not get the Panthers job, I'm not sure he's going to get another job. And I think he I interviewed thought, in Indy, but has not been yeah. for a second interview. He, he interviewed in Indy and in Denver. Now he can't get a second interview yet until right. um, until Monday. But uh, Indy and Denver are the other ones involved in the Steichen one, and then Gannon is Houston. So uh, if he doesn't get Houston, he'll be back. If Much you're a fan of D'Amico Ryan's, like I am, I mean D'Amico Ryan's was one of my favorite players when he was here. Um, you might hope for his sake that he doesn't. I mean, he deserves better than being the coach of that organization, right? Where it's going to be really <laughs> unlikely for him to be put in a good position like this. But, but none of the other jobs are great. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that just came down on Twitter. So I wonder that. That's a great drop in, Marissa. Thank you very much. All right. We get to the action. Marissa somehow has sneakily, thanks to me, Gotten to six points on the season. I have eight. Zach has four. There are seven points up for grabs this week. A three-point carryover from last week's tie. Four points for this week. So if any of us wins this week and the Eagles lose, obviously it's over, but anybody can win. Uh, and if either if I win, it's over. Nobody can catch me in the Super Bowl. If either of you win, the game is still alive. If the Eagles win and we move on to the Super Bowl. Zach, you have the most turkeys available this week. You have 35 turkeys. That's one more than I have. I have 34. Marissa has used all of her turkeys. So she has just 24. Um, I have a potential of getting some turkeys back in the Super Bowl. If the Eagles wear white turkey or wear, wear white turkeys, if they wear white socks on Sunday, but we won't we won't know about that uh, until later. Dennis, is there anything that I missed? 
before uh, I we think, start I the think, proceedings. I think that's right. You know, Eagles Eagles win against the night game, day game sock pattern in the last game. So we'll see. Yeah, what a surprise, yeah. huh? That was that was crazy. I, I couldn't believe my my eyes. <laughs> All right. Uh I believe Zach, it is your turn to go first this week. So I need to stay on brand here and have themed entries, right? Um, but I'm, I'm going to have entries that are probably a little more plausible, I think, than uh, uh, one of the criticisms. Um, from, I, I saw it in the comments that were posted on last week's show, and I, I think it was a fair criticism was that, like, mine have a very unlikely chance of happening when I do the themed ones. And so these, I, I think, aren't as implausible. They're, they're not likely, but they're not implausible. Or So the first one is that... Um, the Eagles have a first quarter takeaway. Okay. Referencing. Uh, referencing of, actually, no, let's make this a first half takeaway. Would that be, well, yeah, that would probably be I mean, your thing. Yeah. San Francisco is, I mean, they lead the league in turnover differential. Um, they generally protect the ball. Uh, so I think first half takeaway, it's, it's still applicable. You know, the, the, it's referencing, of of course, the uh, Patrick Robinson interception, um, which occurred in the first quarter, the second drive of that game against the Vikings. But the first, a first half takeaway, and I will start the bidding at two, three, four, five, six. So I hear seven. Six going once. Seven. Yes, Zach. Ah, main score. So I hear eight. There's right. Seven going once. Seven going twice. Sold to Zach. Nice one, Zach. I don't know. I mean, what are the is is is, is that a bad play, Professor Stoneman? Um, he's, he's not here to, hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save my, I'll save my, okay. Okay. all right, I'll go next before the show. I sent Dana's three predictions <laughs> for what Zach's <laughs> super suggestions would be. <laughs> the item here is that at least one of those suggestions is like is a good call we, we don't have to, maybe not exactly worded the exact same but we can all appreciate the fact that it was correctly predicted was the past one <laughs> one of them she can, can't i can't say, say that I, yeah but i will start the bidding <laughs> at all this turkeys at five. <laughs> oh man <laughs> ah, this is a good one Bo. well played this is a well played <laughs> Um, give us some eye signals over there. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, this is known. This is known as a uh, common value auction with incomplete information. Uh, when one of the mm -hmm. bidders knows more than the other, the question is: Do you want to try to beat them at that auction? And the answer is usually no. Um, you know, okay. So, but but you know that's just uh, not always the case. And and you know there could be unless you want to bid him. On, so. Yeah, unless you want to bid him up, right? So I'm well, staying out of this one because I usually mess these up. 
So I'm going six. Yes, Zach. Seven. Wow. So I hear eight. 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 Nine. Nine. <laughs> how many turkeys? Uh, I'm sorry. How many turkeys did Bo come in with? Thirty-four. Thirty-four. And I came in with thirty-five, and I'm down to twenty-eight. Uh, I bid too much on the first one, huh? Um, you're at nine. Uh, ten. Ten. I got some weird lighting coming in into the my office right now. Ten going once. Eleven. I assume you already won this one, right? But I'm I'm not. I feel like I'm thinking yeah. back, Zach, when you read that first swooper that he like gave like an eye. Like yeah, he... yeah. It, I mean, that's the most iconic play from that game, right? So, uh, uh, so I I could go up to twelve, but then that would bring me down to sixteen turkeys with a lot left to go, and I I might need volume here. Um, so I'm I'm going to. I'm I'm gonna see the point here to Bo. Bo gets right. at 11. eleven. Eleven going, going once. once. Eleven going twice. Sold. Sold to me. All right. The home quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, throw for more yards than the away quarterbacks, hmm. Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow. Or I guess we can put an asterisk. But yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes. The home quarterbacks throw for more yards more than yards. the away quarterbacks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what are you going to yeah, start bidding at? It, it has to be quarterbacks, like in case Nick brings up the Philly special Good again, question. like he did last year against San Francisco. Mm. Yes, good? quarterbacks. Yes. Okay. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Nine going once. Nine going twice. Oh, that's a good that's a good win, Marissa. Sold to me for nine. Okay. That's a good one. That is a good one. All right, uh, Denise. Damn. All right. Uh, item four. So um, I'll set this up again with some of the stuff that I've been wanting to get off my chest about this game. Um, I saw on Twitter earlier this week that the Eagles have tried uh, more deep shots, meaning 20-plus air yard passes, mm. on the first drive of the game than any other team in the league. Uh, it was nine. Where did, you, uh, where did you read that as a possible nugget? <laughs> um, Uh-oh. Where, where should I have read it? Uh, I'm going to be like Zach here, where that's I didn't a, read something. That's a Norv Turner, Shane Steichen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I actually did read that. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Wasn't very memorable. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. It was. It was all related to that. But that was. That was. That was yeah. long yeah. ago. So yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I looked at my at my film notes to see if I could actually find those real quick without having to actually go back and, and look at the things and. Not only were there nine out of 18 games, but but eight of them have been since the bye week, which which makes me think mm -hmm. that uh, that might have been one of those. So there's only one before the bye week. And then after the bye week, like starting in the very first game, it started with a bunch in a row. Um, so it makes me wonder if it was one of those self scouting things that they were like, you know, let's 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 do this. 
uh, the pattern. So there have been eight of the last 12 games. This has happened. Uh, of the nine, by the way, seven of them have been successful, either completed passes or pass interference penalties, which you know gives you the same yards. And some patterns, uh, most of them are on second and long. Uh, only one of them is on a third down. Um, six of them are to Devontae Smith, usually on a post route. So that's the pattern. And it's not going to be easy to do this against San Francisco. They're, they're first in the league in, in early downs. Uh, easily the, the best in the league at preventing first downs on first down, preventing first downs by second down. Uh, they, they're actually much worse on, on late downs. They also allow the lowest explosive play rate in the league. But this is one of these San Francisco things where they get praised. But when you look a little bit deeper, you realize they're not quite as good at the thing that they get praised for as they might seem. The explosive, race, the explosive rate stat at which they're first is when you do the 15-plus passes and 10-plus runs. But it's the runs that they're mm -hmm. really good at preventing. They're actually middle of the pack when you do just passes. And they're dead last yep. in the league at allowing 50-plus yard completions. Um, they've allowed eight such uh, plays. Look at the tape from last year. Quez Watkins beats uh, Lenoir, who's starting in this game, on the famous 91-yarder. Uh, and then the very pass before that in that game was a 38-yard touchdown to Jalen Rager, beating Lenoir as well, except that he stepped out of bounds, so it didn't count. Uh, yes. But when you look at the play, like it was the same kind of thing. <laughs> D'Amico Ryan spammed mm -hmm. the Eagles with um, man coverage, cover one blitz in the first half of that game. Like it was like almost, you know, more than half the, half the plays. I don't think it'll be like that this game. Um, but they do play a lot of cover three. It should leave the outside uh, corners on islands at times. And so it is something that the Eagles could do on the first drive. Okay, so here's the swooper. This is going to be, this is this is the first. We're going to try this out. A double Dutch auction in which there are technically two items. So there are two points up for grabs. I'm going to count down. Oh, wow. And like there will this. be two opportunities to yell swooper. Okay. The mm -hmm. first swooper, whoever yells swooper first, wins the item. The Eagles attempt a deep shot on the first drive. 20 plus yard pass, 20 plus air yard pass. First drive of the game. First drive of the game. That's what all these stats were, were about. So yes, first drive of the game. Okay, okay, just making sure. The second person to yell swooper, and it could be the same person. You could you could try to win both. I'm going to keep counting. Like after someone says swooper, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. The second swooper is the Eagles succeed on that deep shot. So the first mm -hmm. one's more likely than the second, obviously, which is why it's more expensive. So that's why that's why we're doing it in that order. So the price is going to go oh, down. Oh, so you have to pay double. If you win, if you win both of them, you right. would have if to you pay do both. both. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're two separate okay. items. Okay. Okay. Are we good? And we're measuring it by air yards, and we're measuring it by air yards, right? Yeah. Twenty plus yeah, yeah. air yards. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm sure your but, you know, but, your, but your, it, your it, media or whatever yeah. will have. Yeah. Now that I know your okay. son's middle name, Zach, I feel like I'm one letter closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing the password, but I'm that's, still not there. But one that's the kind of stuff I don't like. That's that's why I don't. Yeah, that's why I don't like to give it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you ready? What All am right. I counting from? What's the? Uh, Twenty-eight is the most that are left. Which okay. Is okay, so I'll I'll go quickly from at the beginning. Okay. Um, Twenty-eight, twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-five, twenty-four, twenty-three, twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty, nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 
Eight. Swooper. Seven. Swooper. Seven. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> no. You got it at I, nine and seven, I think. I wanted to make sure he recognized. Oh. What? Of course they recognized keep that. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's a fine bet. Yeah. Zach. Honestly, like okay. I was about to do it too, Zach, because I'm like, what the heck? Okay. It's under 10. So that's eight. Yeah, you I heard eight point. and seven so, is what I. I heard nine and seven. It, Maybe the chat can say it better. It was like immediately after, I thought. You thought it was nine and seven? I, I, I kind of thought no. it was nine. The first okay, one no, was you, definitely you right. nine. It's, it's, Professor Selman, it's Professor Selman's item. He heard eight and seven. No, no, no. Yeah. But you I, can't, you no, can't no, no, adjudicate sure it now. The first one was... Because I'm focused on... I'm also focused everybody on, on the chat like, is making sure nine. I heard the same person. And I was willing... I was going to go at eight. And so I know that you got it at nine. Okay. So nine and seven? Nine and seven. All right. That's not that bad, Zach. You still got 12 turkeys left. I know. I didn't... Okay. For our audio listeners, Zach is clearly no, 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 no. Um, yeah, but Zach, you, what, you you have created volume for yourself. You now have in a, in a game in which there are usually twelve items, you have yeah. created an extra item for yourself. That's fair. Um, so and if it's, a, if it's successful, here. you get two points on one thing. I mean, yeah, this yeah, could be this yeah. is a huge opportunity. Yeah. So so credit here to Professor Shelman, by the way, because uh, so I, I asked Shane the other day. Um, in the press conference about early shots, right? And I, I mentioned uh, this stat. And a reporter uh, texted me later in the day and said, where'd you get that number? And I sent your tweet to the reporter. And I was like, never doubt, never doubt this one here, right? I, like, this is where I get it from. So yeah, credit to you. Uh, if, if you see that number elsewhere, it's because, uh, it's because I, I spread that tweet. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right, Zach, you're up. Let's hear what you got. So this is actually um, related to the previous one, uh, to Professor Shellman's one. Um, it probably has less of a chance of, of, of occurring, but if you, this is uh, actually, I, I don't know, because mine's concentrated to the first drive. This is throughout the game. There's a touchdown of at least, 40, there's a passing touchdown of at least 40 yards. For the Eagles and or for either team? For the Eagles. And in that 2017 game, there were two touchdowns of at least 40 yards. Um, but this is just one. There's a passing touchdown of at least 40 yards. What are you going to nominate it for? I will nominate it for one now that I'm down to two. It doesn't matter. It's it's both sides? No, it has to be the Eagles. Oh, okay. Sorry. But it doesn't matter when. I'm, uh, two going I'm once. On this. Two going twice. Three. Four. So I hear five. Four going once. Four going twice. Sold to me. Okay. So has to be a passing wow. touchdown, though. Has to be a passing touchdown. All right. One thing that we haven't talked about on the show that I've that uh, I I wrote about Zach that um, I think is an aspect of this game, and maybe uh, Daniels would agree. Um, 12 personnel for the Eagles against the Niners. Uh, we talked about the Eagles have the, have the best passing offense in the league out of 12 personnel. The Niners defensive splits are interesting and they're a little bit, um, counterintuitive based on what you might think about their linebackers. 
against 11 personnel. They've got the best defensive EPA per play in the league uh, and also the best defensive EPA per rush by a, a wide margin. Against 12 personnel, uh, they drop down to 14th in the league in EPA per play. They go from uh, 0.11 to 0.04. Uh, they're still good against the run-ish, uh, 13th against the run, but they drop all the way back to 23rd in the league in EPA per drop back um, against 12 personnel. And so my item here is that the Eagles in this game on offense play a plurality of 12 personnel. They play more 12 personnel than any other personnel um, in the game. And I will nominate it for three. Four. Last week, the Five. Eagles played um, more 12 personnel than in any other game all year, uh, 28. Yes. Mm. And it was still not the plurality. They it was still not the plurality. 11, so just for reference. Okay. All right. I'm out on this one. Do I hear five? Five going once? No. Five Four going twice? Oh, no, I said five before. No, you said four. Yeah, Marissa's at five. Oh, no, you're at five? I just said, do I oh, no, hear I'm five? I'm at four. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you're at four. Oh, I mean, right. but if you want to pay five for it, that's fine. <laughs> no, I trust you. Zach, he did just say five. Maybe. He yeah. Did. I yeah. Can't, you can't bid yourself up. Oh. We're going once. <laughs> I'm the only one who's, who's held accountable for my words, right? We're going twice. That's, that's, yeah. There are rules. Account accountability. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, Bo makes the rules. Come on, Zach. You should know I, better. <laughs> I mean, Bo is uh, very much uh, the, the what's the expression rules for thee, but not for me, right? That's, that's uh, this is an entertainment show. <laughs> <laughs> and just for I reference, uh, I think I might, I, I, I think I might have bid five. Yeah, I, don't I think, think so. I think Bo opened at three. Yeah, he? someone is saying in the chat that I opened at three. Marissa said four. Oh, yeah, I said okay. Five. I think yeah. that is what happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take it for five. Okay. Okay. So you just—I can't just bid up myself. No. That's all I was arguing about. This is okay. this is so a I have, Zach I have fourteen ask, turkeys left. This is a this is a Zach ask item, by the way. Um, in the sense that in the thirty-six games under Nick Sirianni, this item would have hit one time. Uh, in the game against Washington yeah. last year, was the only time the twelve was the plurality. So. Cool. I'm. I'm. I, I'm in in the words of uh, someone else, I'm expecting a bespoke game plan here. It would be awesome if if this hits because it would almost definitely be a win if that's if that's the case. Or like yeah. three of the wide receivers break their legs on the first drive or something like that's the, that's the only other way it could happen. So, all right. Okay. All right, Marissa. Can we have a turkey update? I'm sorry that I, I have that 14. Zach has 12. You have 15. Okay. All right. Hassan Reddick has more sacks than Nick Bosa. Hmm. It has to be more. this one for two. Yes, more. And a half counts as more. Yes. Three. Four. Four going once. Four going Five. twice. Five. Six. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold to me. 
on, on this topic one. real quick. You got good uh, items, Marissa. People are just kind of saying, like, as if there's nothing to be debated, that Nick Bosa is going to be defensive player of the year while Reddick's not even a finalist. And I think it's, you know, when you look at, like, Brandon Thorne's true sack rate metric where he measures the actual yep. quality of the sacks, like Reddick was first, Bosa was seventh or something. Reddick had five forced fumbles and three fumble recoveries this year. Bosa had two forced fumbles and no recoveries. Uh, Jimmy Kemsky did a nice breakdown of both of their sacks where he, you know, exposed Bosa's sacks as being like one where he's like illegally tripping the quarterback, like one where he's beating up on rookies, you know, things like that. Um, whereas Reddick's are much higher quality. So just something to, to note that it's not obvious that Bosa is the more impactful player between those two. Yeah. And, and, uh, is there any chance you think Chris Plus Jones Chick-fil-A is closed or, Sunday, so he it... might be, uh, you know, he might be hungry. <laughs> mm. That's right. Is it Bosa's award, or or do you think Chris Jones can get in there? I think the I think the actual answer is that it it is Bosa's award. It's, it's Bosa's uh, award. Okay. Yeah. We could debate whether on, about the merits. Uh, all right, Dennis, it's up to you. All right. Well, you knew I wasn't going to come on here for a game against the 49ers and not talk about. Mike Shanahan's son. So cute that they let him coach. Um, (laughs) He's a real good coach. A typical NFL coach who gets hired (laughs) as an offensive guru and loses 10 games first year, 12 games a second. DVOA for the offense, 19th in the first year, 27th in the second. Does that coach normally even get a third year? Of course not. Empirically, the answer is no. Does not. In the fourth year, I'll skip the third year for now. The fourth year goes six and 10 again, 20th in offensive DVOA. If you look up the number of coaches who survived three, 10, did uh, 10 or more lost seasons and their tenure continues, there aren't very many. Um, Shanahan is already tied for fourth all time in most double digit lost seasons for any head coaching stint in NFL history. And all the other ones are from like the 70s when they just didn't fire people. They just let somebody lose like, you know, over and over again. Yes, he's been to three of the last four NFC Championship games. So let's talk about how those other seasons ended. In the Super Bowl (laughs) against Kansas City, at the end of the half, he had all three timeouts with 59 seconds left. Yeah, that was bad. From his own 20. That was bad. He ran the ball on first down, did not call timeout, ended up taking a knee. He kicked a field goal on fourth and two from the plus 24 in the second half in that game, which you'll recall they blew a 10-point lead and lost the game. Yep. In 2021, in the NFC Championship game against the Rams, which I like to call the Wiener Bowl between uh, him and uh, uh, Sean McVay, he punted from the I plus don't get 40. The That's a different folder on Zach's uh, computer. <laughs> he punted from the plus 40. On fourth and short in the first half. At the end of the half, he had a third and six at the Rams 20 with 14 seconds left and a timeout. And he just let the clock run down and he kicked the field goal. He punted from the plus 42 on fourth and nine. And then on the play that basically determined who won the Super Bowl last year, on fourth and two from the Rams 45, up by three with 10 minutes left, he punted. They never scored again. It's bad. And they lost the game, blowing a 10-point lead. The end of half thing is not uncommon. You might have watched the game last week against Dallas. We basically did the mm-hmm. same thing. 
almost ran out of time. The football gods almost uh, you know, took the clock down there. And then when he was asked about it in a presser this week, he referenced the fact that Dallas was going to get the ball first in the second half as part of his reasoning for not wanting to give them the ball at the end of the first half. If he were in my game mm-hmm. theory class, I would have kicked him out of class for, for poisoning. <laughs> I mean, it's just an inane thing to say. Yeah, I agree with you. So on this topic, we're going to do another double auction. This time it's not going to be Dutch. It's going to be written, sealed bid. Mm. And it's going to do the, I'm going to just do the, the ben, Wald, ben Baldwin thing again. But the first item is going to be that Kyle Shanahan will not go for it on at least one fourth down that the bot says go. And the second item is that he will not go for it on at least three fourth downs that the bot says go. This is going to be uh, you're bidding for both at the same time. If you remember, we did this last year. and then we're going to reveal who won each of them independently. I assure you, you have to that decide your bid for both of them at the same time now. So you have to write down both of your bids. But they're now. separate bids. They're separate bids. They're separate auctions. Okay. But okay. you don't learn who won the first one before we do the second one. So basically, you have to hold up your bids to both. So maybe you should do like one of them on the left and one of them on the right or something like that. And, and can you just repeat what these yeah, specific Yeah, so the Ben Baldwin fourth down bot... Uh, has to recommend to go for it and he has to either punt or kick the field goal if he does it one time the first item hits and if he does it three three or more times the second item hits so again it's one of those where like the you know they're they're either both going to hit or only the first one's going to hit or okay and then just to clarify it's it's uh it's only conservative decisions if he were to go for it on a situation where a a punt or field goal is recommended would would that count? No, that would not count. count. That's also I yeah. don't think ever okay. happened in his career. And I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's never happened in his career. Yeah. Most coaches have zero such instances in their career, and I would be shocked if Shanahan has one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Post from the flip. Three, two, one. Sorry, I don't know if you can see my. Oh, you're right. Oh. You guys have both of them. I have Zach and I. I have you nine have... and two. I have I have two yeah. for the other one also. Okay, I, thought we were, already. I thought we were. I, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dennis okay. was was saying one and yeah. then the other. Okay, so, so how do we break the Bo, tie? You win the so... first one. Yeah. And then is it a three way tie? Audio for audio listeners. Yeah, Bo yeah, we all have nine. two. Bo had nine, and I had five, and Zach had five, and for the second one, we all have two. Oh man, um, what do we do? Uh. Let's just turn that second one into a live auction right now. Does anyone want to bid three? Yeah, that's fair. I'll do three. Going once. As far as I'm going once. Three going twice. Okay. You got it. This is a like this was a two point swooper. So this was like a full point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just made the executive decision this week to to like double my. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean. It's not a real game, so that's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> how dare you! By the way, Professor Selman, I I have a question for you, uh, unrelated, but if you have an answer, real quick, like a thirty second answer, um, if if there is any rule you would use to change soccer, what would it be? In- <laughs> and this is a shout out to Daryl Morey's podcast. 
uh, on Invest Like the Best, um, where I thought he had really good, good uh, uh, recommendations for rule changes in soccer. And I brought this up to Bo, and Bo was so incredulous by the notion that like soccer can be changed. No, yeah. that is not what I was incredulous about. <laughs> I was incredulous about the idea that Daryl Morey thinks that he has to solve a problem that doesn't need solving and there need to be fewer players on the field in soccer. Like get out of here. Mm, just because something is, is, is done a certain way, like just because something's done a certain way, doesn't mean that's the way it should be done. You should always be yeah, thinking about what you're arguing. That that's a stuff. Is, I'm not. I'm not your straw so, man. I'm just talking about Daryl Morey thinking he has the answers <laughs> to every problem in the universe, even ones that aren't problems. So I, I have a lot. Of I, I no no go. Ahead. I'll let yeah. you guys bicker some more, and then I'll, I can. And he asked me, yeah. and Zach asked me what I what I would change, and I gave him your uh, your proposal to do shootouts before overtime in knockout yeah, tournaments, yeah. which I like. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one good. I would okay. probably that's, good that's one. one I would probably go with. Um, okay. you know, this used to consume a lot more of my energy when I lived in Istanbul. I had season tickets to Galatasaray, and yeah. I would go to all the games. And um, I think, like, yeah, in tournament play, if you're if you absolutely have to have a penalty shootout as part of the way to determine the winner, having it before the extra time, um, that before the thirty minute extra time, would make the extra time more interesting. And what I mean by that is like, whoever wins the shootout, it's like you get half a goal, right? So if it's still a tie after the extra time, whoever won the shootout is the winner. That way, one of the teams would always be chasing the game. And so the extra time would be more right. exciting. Uh, and also the game would never end with the shootout. It would end with the extra time, which is, you know, you don't have the weird anticlimactic uh, shootout ending. So Yeah. This is how we get crypto bros. Okay. <laughs> People thinking they need to change something that doesn't need to be fixed. That's thinking they're thinking all of a sudden, wow! The 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 entire history of the of the human condition has led to you being the smartest person alive. Do you know how you know that's 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 also how we've literally had every progress that's, uh, scientific. But I, I I mean that's how vaccines. You think you are, think Thomas you know, Edison was like a like a bro like like he was he's just like this like <laughs> yeah. he's this yeah. unlikable like jerk. Yeah. <laughs> And people were like, a matter of fact, I, like, like, sure, he invented the light bulb, but like, what an asshole. Yeah. I actually think, I, I was actually think, spitting his yeah. dick out right now. He is laughing so hard. I actually think the opposite mentality is even, is even more concerning, where it's, it's like, no one can be smarter than me. So therefore, I'm not going to listen to anybody else. Like, that. Darren Morey is a smart person who makes me think every time he speaks. But he's not qualified on so. like any of those things. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Okay. All right. All right. Let's 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 proceed. I'm I'm up here. Um, is that correct? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. Last round. So yeah. So uh Zach has 12, Marissa has six, I have five. So in in that game um in 2017, much attention is paid to the 38 points that the offense produced. And to you know Patrick Robinson's pick six. What's also of of note is that the Eagles had a really good run defense that day, and uh, Minnesota uh, did not have a rushing touchdown. So this one here is that San Francisco does not have a rushing touchdown, and I will start the bidding at two. Two going once. Two going twice. Sold. Oh, man. okay. I'll, I'll take wow. that for two. Yeah, that's pretty good, Zach. Yeah. I don't have a lot of turkeys left, so. 
Jack Stoll has a catch for one. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> so, such an exciting, like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> people, people driving just like pulled over to hold up. <laughs> that's, that's this game for you, right? Uh, I think Zach <laughs> is going to win this week. Jack Stoll on the season has. I, I, and this is how you can tell that Galen really trusts him. Uh, he has uh, 11 catches on the season. Mm-hmm. And their starting tight end was out for, what, five games? Yeah. So, yeah. But, Two but going once. 11 catches in only eight games. So the number of games in which it happens is actually mm. less than half. There you go. Two going twice. Three. Ah! <laughs> Why did I do that? <laughs> I think he's gonna have a catch. Wow. All right. Three going once. You know what? You can have it. Three going twice. Sold. I do not like that. Wow. I'm shocked he went for that. <laughs> Me too. So I know we have one item left here, and I have ten two. turkeys. There's two two items left. Oh, two. Items. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Sirianni, as you guys well know, like makes a big deal out of how the passing game runs through the top three guys. Um, and I thought it was interesting last week that Zach Pascal played more snaps than Quez Watkins. Like, you know, Zach Pascal's out there to mostly block and like anything. Um, and when you look down at the at the box score after like a quarter and a half, the only three targets were uh, yes. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith and uh, Dallas Goddard. And so um, it would be a bit of a surprise if, if Jack Stoll is uh, is making catches. But, you know, I didn't see. Oh, there's no catches. One just catch. Just one. Just one catch, yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right, Marissa. Okay. Brian Dawkins is an honorary captain. Oof. And I am going to start the bidding. Good one. At. Try to game through this. At six, and he literally has to be an honorary captain. He, he, he like, can he be recognized? No, or honorary he has captain. To be, so he has to be the coin. To, okay. Um, I saw in an unrelated piece of news that Nick Foles will be in town on Monday. Yes, we can. Yes, that was also a <laughs> to testify one. against the Eagles, but yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, six going get... once, seven that's all, it's yours, okay. Yours. So, I think I did that correctly, yes, you did, okay. And people in the chat are saying it's already been announced, so I don't, okay. Oh, it has, oh, I, I don't yeah. know. People in the chat are saying that it has actually, yeah. So, oh, did you look uh, that up? Zach so knew it, I didn't look it, no, he didn't no. look it up, he knew it, he's he knows oh, yeah, everything, yeah, oh. yeah, I knew it. All right. Danis, close us out. Wait, so who are the is it just Brian Dawkins? Is that all they announced? Wow, I didn't I didn't know. I that was a chat submission, so I just went with mm. it. We talked about it on the previous show or mm. one of the shows. Yeah, I asked Dan My McQuaid bad. who who it should be. Uh and yeah. we did actually we, we we mentioned Dawkins. We mentioned Dawkins and Foles. Yeah. Oh, Zach is gonna win this week. Okay. I just want to make the last one because this is like NFC championship game. I didn't want the last one to be like, you know, 
the 21 personnel of San Francisco is overrated uh, kind of thing. Sure. We can talk about that after if you want. But mm-hmm. this is the NFC Championship game. The Eagles have been in this game seven times since the turn of the century, more than any other team. Five times at home, more than any other team. I think it's important to um, five times being the number one seed more than any other team in the NFC. And these are all second in the league to the Patriots overall. I think it's important to understand that like as fans, like it, it can be easy to forget that, you know, you're supposed to only be in one of these things like once every eight years, right. You're supposed to host it once every yeah. 16 years. Like, like this isn't something that's supposed to happen all the time. And, um, mm-hmm. And the Eagles are the better team. Like you guys did the quail of the tape yesterday. And it's like, when you really think about it, if you just told somebody that there's two teams playing and one of them has a better quarterback, better offensive line, better pass rush, Mm -hmm. better defensive line, really. uh, The better outside corners. Like I just listed the top value positions. Better receivers. Wide receivers as well, I would say, like definitely the better ones. Though one of their wide receivers can also play running back, which we're supposed to be impressed by. Uh, Shortening his career, uh, not really doing anything else. Um, The... The, like how would you have you great community like community AJ time. Brown took seven snaps as a running back in this yeah. game and he averaged like it depends on how he looks carry. from behind would you be like oh that's a clever use of that guy like really cute um so anyway the point is I'll let the other team have the better off-ball linebackers right better safeties the running back who can also line up in the slot okay um that's fine I, I home field advantage the longer rest, like all these other things. And then just like, yeah. just the massive difference at quarterback. And I think like, I think this team and this, this like era is going to belong to to Jalen Hurts. I'm totally bought in and Jalen Hurts ain't going to lose at home to Brock Birdie. Um, and so the swooper is the Eagles win the game. That's uh, the uh, item one. Of course, this is a double one as well. Um, and then the Eagles win by more than 14 points is the other one. Because that's what I think is going to happen. Is this a blind auction? Or is this a writing down one? Yeah, let's, and is let's there make borrowing? One, let's make this one um, double no Dutch. No borrowing, I thought. How can you borrow? Yeah. Let's yeah. do the double Dutch with borrowing. How can you borrow? Oh, you can with borrow. Borrowing, There's a next but... week. How can we borrow? Oh, you can oh, borrow. There is There's a next, a next week, week regardless? Well, I mean, he's... Yeah, I'm we can borrow you, because the next week, and therefore you can borrow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, then <laughs> I like it. Okay. Put a limit on borrowing. You can borrow up to what? Twenty turkeys. Beyond what? No, I think you can borrow up to up to twenty four. Right? That's your full allotment. Well, no, because there might be not be a next week. So I'm saying, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can borrow yeah. up to twenty four. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So okay. the first so swooper. You basically, this is. This is like the subprime mortgage crisis here, right? Like you're like, <laughs> you're spending money you don't have, right? Um, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing if you're borrowing from a reservoir that you, yeah. <laughs> it's one thing if you're borrowing from a reservoir that you know is going to be there. But if I can just, if, if I can spend my turkeys and if they lose, there's no, like, yeah. You, well, there's, but there's no, there's, there's no pardoning of these turkeys. Correct. Right. So you are, it's a, this is a calculation that you have to make whether you want to yeah. rob from your Super Bowl 
yeah. allotment. Exactly. There's no. Part so you can of essentially it. finish the season. You can finish. You can finish. Wait, the we're season not doing a red. Pro Bowl swooper. swooper. <laughs> <laughs> I might be there. So. Hmm. Um, and you know where the Pro Bowl is. Vegas, baby. <laughs> yes, Zach. <laughs> okay, you're not going to be uh, at right. the Pro Bowl, Zach. Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, I'm assuming you're not going to be there. You're the confident. Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. If the okay. Eagles are in the Super Bowl, I will definitely not be there. Yep. Okay. So okay. the first the first person to yell swooper is going to get the item. Uh, the Eagles win the game. Oh, I thought yeah. we were doing blind. I thought oh. we were writing it down. Oh, no, no, no. We're doing Dutch. We're doing Dutch. Oh, no. Yeah, don't dodge. Okay. And then the second person, the, DL from... Swooper, is going to get um, the item. The Eagles win by, did I say more oh, than okay. 14? More than 14. Not even 14. More than 14. More than 14. More. Okay. Okay. What am I counting down from? 30. Okay. Ready? Because Marissa has six. Got it. 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. 23, 22, 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, Super. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Super. Okay. So Marissa got the second one for five, and Bo, what were what was yours at? I thought Marissa 16. was at six. Marissa's was at six. Yeah, I'll take it for five. But yeah. I no, went with no. I went with what I had left, so six. Six, yeah. okay. So I got it for sixteen, which uh, I had two turkeys to spare, so I borrowed fourteen turkeys, which means I would have ten going into next week. But if the Eagles wear white socks, I'll be back up to twenty-two. Oh, dang it! Okay. So I'm sure you talked to some people this week Eagles, about the socks. I yeah. haven't. I should have asked, actually. I Honestly, mm. it's a bad job by me being in the locker room as long as I was and not asking what color socks they were going to wear. Mm. <laughs> uh, I have the Eagles win the game. Jack Stoll has a catch. Kyle Shanahan uh, doesn't go for it on fourth down at least once. The Eagles play a plurality of 21 personnel. There 12, is a 12 passing touchdown for the Eagles of 12 personnel uh, of 40 yards or more. And I hit one of the Zach guesses. Daniz, it's your turn now to unveil my, what my predictions were for Zach. The first prediction was the Eagles score a defensive touchdown. Hmm. The second one was that there is a flea flicker. Hmm. And the third one... <laughs> which might have subconsciously inspired me, was the Eagles win by at least two touchdowns. Wow. So they do turkeys for not. Interesting. Okay. You are yeah. a good poker player, Bo. I which thought you were going really to I thought you were gonna try to argue yeah, that the defensive touchdown was in the same spirit no. as the... Yeah. It was in the same spirit, but that doesn't... I think yeah. even I even I can say that that doesn't yeah, count. Yeah. So you I, thought thought I, that, I thought for sure that Zach was going to go with something like that on the on the Patrick Robinson one, instead he goes for just a a normal first half turnover. What is that backing off of the of the bit? I'm more fascinated by the fact that you knew what your submissions were and you kept bidding. You, yeah. you thought I, I was thought gonna, gonna go going. one more. I thought you, you were thought gonna go I was gonna, one. Gonna, I was gonna let you go one more. Have 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 you ever been in a restaurant with me? 
right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I thought um, that you knew that I knew. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. you did a good job. Okay, but okay. You, Zach, you also he also um, had two more. You also had two more submissions to make. Yeah, you had two more submissions. I could hit, True. but once he said he was going general, I felt uh, like he, I probably wasn't okay. going to hit the. Okay. I thought maybe the the Eagles win by fourteen points or more okay. might might hit, but so I don't. I, I whiff on that one. By the way, can you? Oh, or I'm sorry, you finished, and then I'm going to ask you something. Uh, Zach, you have the Eagles have a first half takeaway. The Eagles go for a deep attempt, a deep shot on the first offensive possession of the game. They complete a deep shot on the first possession of the game. Danis, was that complete or it's successful? Does does pass, pass interference, interference count counts. for that second one? Pass interference counts, does count for the not, second one. If it's okay. like if it's just like illegal contact, five yards or something, then it doesn't count. It has to actually get okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Niners do not score a rushing touchdown, and Brian Dawkins is a captain. So we end this with me knowing that I'm not going to hit one and Zach knowing that he's going to hit at least one on Dawkins based on the Eagles announcement. Marissa, has the home teams this weekend passed for more yards? The quarterbacks for the home teams passed for more yards than the quarterbacks for the away teams. Hassan Reddick has more sacks than Nick Bosa. The Eagles win by more than 14 points. And what is this third and fourth down thing that you got for three? Oh, oh, the Kyle Shanahan uh, doesn't go for at least three oh, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. On the fourth down. Suggestions. What was your question, Zach? I was I was gonna see if you guys, if I gave you three guesses, could you name who's singing the national anthem? I mean, I feel like Marissa could because she's really good at this. I don't know. I'm not good with like. I listen to just like country music. Like I don't know. Is it like a boys uh, to men? No. Is it a popular not... um, artist? Yes. I mean, popular. Not it's popular old school. I would say. Okay. Um, I'll give you a hint, and this will probably give it away to Bo, but it is someone who Jalen Hurts listens to. Is it Anita Baker? It is. Wow. wow. Anita Baker singing really? the national anthem. Yep. And me, That's cool. Anita Baker singing the national anthem. That's awesome. And DJ and and DJ Jazzy Jeff is performing at halftime. That's less awesome, but that's okay. <laughs> and Brian Dawkins is the honorary captain. Yeah. Yep. Wow, Anita Baker, that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Danez, we've got uh, we got about 19 minutes before Zach has to go. Well, um, actually, we have less than that because yeah, because uh, we have a cameo. got a cameos. Yeah, so yeah. we got about nine minutes before Zach has to go. Um, uh, shout out to Naya Kapadia and her class because in Zach's after Zach's infamous uh, Anthony Gargano interview today on 97.5, the interminable interview that he has every Friday, apparently uh, Naya's school called in and sang Fly Eagles Fly. And Naya went to school today wearing the Tyree Jackson uh, gun violence jersey that uh, was gifted to us during the Ospreys, which I mean. Amazing. She had to be. She had to have been one of at least no more than three people at school today with a Tyree <laughs> Jackson jersey on. In the in the world, uh, is it, so so now that and, we have uh, and Naya minutes. was honored and and Naya was honored to um to be on the radio, the same radio program that Daryl Morey was on today. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, and, and Leela gets a shout out too because she's selling Girl Scout cookies. So go to yes, Shields, I put uh, my order in. Yep, me too. I I feel like excited. I under I feel like I could have gone I could have gone harder to the to the rim on that. I just went straight to Thin Mints to uh, Caramel Delights. 
feel like I could have gone harder. Oh, we, we ordered six boxes over here. Yeah, bad job yeah. by me. <laughs> uh, so, Daniels, you've got uh, now seven minutes to get uh, any mm. thoughts that you'd like to get off your chest uh, that have not had that have not happened yet. Well, the first thing which actually that's not really true. You got, you got like four minutes because we have to do we our predictions. predictions. Yeah. Okay, uh, Evren has been wearing his Jalen Hurts jersey every day and doing like imitations of Merrill as he throws the as he throws the football to himself, which has made me really happy. This is the first time that he's kind of aware of what's uh, what's going on in an Eagles run. Um, I think if you're watching the game with like a casual fan and are going to give them something to look for. Like, I think like one of the like most kind of conceptual ways to look at this game is especially in the passing game, where is it being played, right? Is it being played in the middle of the field or outside the numbers? And I think that this kind of interestingly applies to both sides of the ball, right? The Eagles are going to want to attack on the outsides. Uh, the strength of the 49er defense is on the insides with the linebackers and, and Jimmy Ward and, and Hufanga, the safety are all very good in the middle. They play a lot of cover three, which is going to possibly leave the corners exposed on the outside. Um, I think it's really funny that Charvarius Ward traveling is a topic. Like, Charvarius Ward was not considered a, a shutdown corner when he was in Kansas City. Like, suddenly it's like, oh, is he going to travel? Like, who cares if he travels? Um, <laughs> I think I think when Fair. the um, 49ers have the ball, when you watch them on film, it is crazy how, like, three guys run vertical routes and they all run in breakers. Like, it's like, like, it's, it's really impressive actually that they don't run into each other. Like how in breaker based the, the, the passing game is um, they'll do three level stretches, which a lot of teams do to the sideline. They'll do it between the numbers. Like they'll have three guys at three different levels between the numbers. And um, Fran Duffy, the great Fran Duffy retweeted um, something that he had tweeted himself in back in 2020 about Brock Purdy and how he's comfortable throwing between the numbers, mm. which actually explains why Shanahan wanted to uh, wanted to draft him. So it'll be really interesting to we see. Love if a, we Eagles, love a self retweet two years later. Oh, uh, that's really good. The Eagles um, will obviously be focused on trying to take that away. Uh, looking at last year's game, the Eagles played uh, heavy cover two, cover four, cover six. Um, there were two snaps of man coverage in the entire game and two blitzes in the entire game. This was early, very early Gannon. And then you look at that game and you're like, well, the Eagles still did pretty well uh, limiting this team. And uh, Debo Samuel had a 40 yarder. But when you watch that, you're like, oh man, those two linebackers really lost him on that one. And then you look closely and it's Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson. Uh, the very next play, <laughs> there's a wide open touchdown. And you're like, man, that corner really busted that. And you look and it's Steven Nelson. Um, Gennard Avery uh, played 39 snaps in that game. Uh, the Eagles played heavy base defense with Jannard Avery dropping into a zone. Like that was the main thing that happened. There were only three snaps of the penny defense, which we're probably going to see a lot more of this time. There was a brutal 17 play touchdown drive where San Francisco was four on four, four on third downs, um, running counter and crack toss and all this kind of stuff that the Eagles are much better at stopping now. And it was awesome to um, hear Michael the other day talking about how good Linval Joseph is against outside zone, because that's like so counterintuitive that like, this big nose tackle is good at stopping like an outside run. Um, but that kind of stuff that San Francisco likes to do is going to be a lot harder. So um, that's, that's, that, that's just one of those, you know, am I, am I out of time? If I'm out of time already. You can it's helpful. Yeah. No, that was helpful. What very quickly, why don't you give us a 21 personnel is overrated? Oh my goodness. Which yeah. So with. just watching, I was like, this 21 personnel is like not explosive or anything. Like, I'm not sure why it's so loved. And I, and I, you know, because I don't have the true media password yet. Um, I just looked this up somewhere else and 
the Eagles 12 personnel had higher EPA per play than the 49ers 21 personnel did this year by a lot. It was like 0.23 to 0.07. When you filter for just McCaffrey, it goes up a little bit, but not very much. Shield um, looked up the so-called death lineups ranking amongst like other skill position right. group lineups in the league. And he found that they were 42nd out of 92 skill position lineups that played 50 or more snaps in EPA per play. They were 38th in pass and 56th in rush. So they're not particularly good at either one. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, if you have a band where like the bassist plays the drums on one song, you know, and like the, the singer plays like the bass or whatever, or the guitarist plays the bass or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute that they can play the other instruments. But that doesn't make that song better than the other songs, right? Like, and I really think that that's what the 21 <laughs> personnel is. It's like the fullback lines up as a tight end and the running back lines up as a receiver and the receiver lines up as a running back. And it's like, okay, it's cute, but it's not, the song's not any better, right? The product isn't any better. And it's not that hard. Have you heard about this trend positionless players, by the way? I have. I know you love, you know, like, okay. like you must love the 21, Zach. Like, uh, like I was thinking it's tailor made to, to, you know, yeah. like, like I, get I don't, it. it's, it's neat, but like, why would you take your best wide receiver and have him play running back? Like, it's not something that actually helps you. Um, and you the see, your problem is, is, is that you're getting fixated on, on, yeah, your problem here is that you're getting fixated on positional labels, right? It's, it's that mm -hmm. just, just view them as five skill position players. And it doesn't matter what, it, it, if Kyle Juszczyk is a running back or a tight end, Okay. If Debo is a wide receiver or running. Well, those numbers, no, those I'm, numbers, I'm, I'm, those numbers are no I'm, matter I'm what joking they're doing. They're forty yeah. second out of I agree with you. I agree. skill position lineups. I don't think any of the top forty one are known as the better than death lineup. So, um, <laughs> you know. so yeah. All right, Zach. Main event time. What do you got? Crystal ball deagle predictions. Sure. So the line here is what two and a half and. Uh, the over under in this game is 46 and a half. Okay. I, I think professor Shellman put it so well that if you simply looked at, if, if you told me there was a team that had an MVP candidate, at quarterback, and the other team had a rookie quarterback. Okay. Who is starting his first, their first road playoff game of his career and was open the season as the third stringer. All right. And you just told me that. And then you didn't get into the rest of the roster. And you told me, by the way, that MVP candidate quarterback was at home. I would say I'll take the MVP candidate quarterback at home against the road uh, rookie quarterback who was a seventh-round pick, right? Um, and then you add in these other factors, the lines of scrimmage, um, the the rest that the Eagles have, the, the, um, the, the way they're playing, wide receiver, cornerback. Uh, I really think that the middle of the field is going to be something to watch on defense. I think San Francisco can put a strain there. And it, it's been taught. I, I, I said late in the year that where the Eagles are vulnerable is the middle of the field. And I think Kyle Shanahan uh, is a good offensive schemer who's going to attack that. I stand by what I said. I believe it was on yesterday's podcast, although we've done so many of these, that uh, San Francisco, that if this game is played like that Dallas game was, it favors San Francisco. If the If this game is in the teens in the fourth quarter, it favors San Francisco. Um, if the Eagles can score early, I think it's an advantage for the Eagles. I think the Eagles win this game. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that they cover as well, but narrowly. Um, I am going Eagles 24, San Francisco 20. Okay. 
Uh, I have finally moved a little bit more towards feeling uh, un uneasy for the Eagles after uh, I've gone I've gone up and down this week, um, and it's sort of like the unanimity with which everybody is picking the Eagles uh, in the in the in the media trailer today. Someone asked if anyone game. was picking the Niners, and nobody is picking the Niners. It's a two and a half point spread. I mean, I yeah. agree for all the reasons that we've talked about. The Eagles have the better quarterback. They've got the better in-game manager. They've got the home game with an extra day of rest. They're healthier. They're probably going to have all 22 starters. All that stuff is great. Um, but I'm just a little bit contrarian in me is a little bit nervous. Um, the Niners have somehow the, like, they can play up the underdog angle despite being on a 12-game winning streak. Um, By the way, yeah, I'm going to interject real quick. You have to pick the Niners now because you can't do all this and then do then get both. You don't tell me what I have both. to do. Okay, I can do whatever right. I want. <laughs> okay, proceed. Sorry, Somewhere I know what you're doing here. In the Bay Area, uh, <laughs> there is a strapping, young, aspiring journalist working on his underdogs book <laughs> that's going to be published if the Niners pull this off, and Brock Purdy becomes the the uh, Nick Foles 2.0. Um, so I'm a little bit more nervous, but I'm not going to pick the 49ers. I'm going to pick the Eagles. <laughs> Because they do have the better quarterback. Because everything that I, we have watched about Jalen Hurts this year uh, and the way that he, like his force of personality pulls this team up, tells me that this they're not going to lay an egg. Um, yes, there is the possibility of a, of a loose turnover, and that could change the game. Maybe this is a game with eight or nine possessions. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose uh, to believe that Jalen Hurts will get it done. And I think that uh, we didn't even talk about really Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith has a big game here. And I think the Eagles win this game. And Kyle Shanahan, I can't, I can't make the mistake I famously once made in the NFC Championship game predicting that Pat Shermer was going to come into the link in the NFC Championship game and win a game. And Kyle Shanahan may not be Pat Shermer, but he's not far off when it comes to game management. So Pat Shermer the was the offensive coordinator at the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, okay. You weren't part of the show back then. Don't worry about it. No, I, I was not. I had time on my hands, actually. So. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win this game 27 to 20. And uh, Zach books his flight to uh, to Arizona. Bo. And we all got to hang out with Feldman. Bo, it's the NFC Championship so just one game. Thing here. You forgot to pander to the fans. What about the fans? The impact <laughs> of the fans. Come on. Yeah, the impact of the fans. Yeah, we were but, talking about we, we talked about it at the top of the show. Oh, yeah. I thought so, you were gonna be like hey. so Bo's on there. <laughs> so Bo's on the record for saying that the Eagles are going to win. But if in some event the Eagles don't win, Bo warned us that everybody else was confident. But he but but he saw this, he he saw this coming. So you have both you have both sides covered here. It's not my first rodeo. <laughs> this is year six. <laughs> I need I need a shield reaction to to this because this is I've I've seen you play both sides but not not like that was well then you haven't that, been paying attention I that mean, was a chef's kiss all week one, I've been right? saying I think the Eagles are gonna roll now I'm walking yeah. back a little bit but yeah so that was a chef's kiss is that the am I using the term correctly no okay <laughs> but that's okay okay, okay. that all was right. really well done Feldman, well, Feldman can't wait been... to meet you guys so. <laughs> Likewise, uh, it has been quite a week. 
We'll go to Arizona State's campus together. Yeah. <laughs> just ogle. We'll just ogle for hours on end. Uh, for for Zach, for Marissa, for Daniz, for Dan, for Michael, for Tim, for Colleen, for everybody who has been kind enough to join us throughout Miners Week. We thank you very much. We will talk to you perhaps during Superb Owl Week. But for now, we say goodbye. We'll talk to you late Sunday night. For all of us, as always, we love you.